Welcome back to the Possibility Department, the space for constantly curious seekers where personal growth meets metaphysics and occultism. If you're willing to entertain the possibility of anything and everything when it comes to the nature of reality, then this is the place for you. My name is Luciana and I'll be your host as we theorize about both spiritual and psychological templates to aid in constructing and crystallizing our ideal life experiences. We'll be engaging in methods of mysticism, myth, philosophy, and psychology, all while hopefully fanning the flames of your very own personal creative renaissance. We're here to create our lives, not just live them. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Possibility Department Podcast. Happy March. It is my month. It is my season. I am an Aries. I'm turning 28. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be here with you today. I have some really cool topics to talk about, but of course, before we go any further, I have to thank my sponsor-level patrons over on Patreon. Thank you so much to Hannah, Sydney, Amy, Susie, Mariella, Erica, Brittany, Tara, Myriad, Noel, and Sarah. Thank you so much for supporting me in the higher tiers over on Patreon. And speaking of higher tiers on Patreon, that leads us to the theme of this call. Not this call. I just got off a call. Can you tell? So the theme of this podcast, I just got off a call uh, where our monthly theme was called Manifesting the Minuscule. And it was about the ways in which we accurately and effectively create small change in our lives or bring about small things that we want. It was specifically focused on the small things, kind of like the micro actions. Uh, And it was a conversation on manifestation itself as well, because manifestation, as you know, I don't really use that word anymore (laughs) Uh, because I hate it now. (laughs) The thing is, is that when you look at the definition of manifestation, right, it's, it's something that was abstract and you brought it into reality or it was brought into reality or it was made manifest some way, right? I used to uh, work the back of house a lot at one of my old jobs. And when we got a truck, every time we got a really big truck, um, taped, (laughs) this is information you don't need to know, but taped on the very first pallet, as soon as you open the truck doors at five in the morning, you would rip off a little piece of paper that was taped on that pallet. And that would be the manifest. That would be the manifest for that truck. What did that mean? That was the list of all the inventory that was on that truck that was not currently in the inventory of your store. And so what you would do was you would take the ID from that manifest, you would input it into a computer system and you would quote, receive the truck. And then all of a sudden, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars of inventory now exist in your store's inventory. Two seconds ago, they didn't exist in your store's inventory and now they do because it's made manifest, right? So the definition is something that is abstract that now sort of exists in the physical world. It sort of exists for you. And I previously liked the use of the word because I think that it's a good representation of the process of abstract thought brought into reality and creation. Everything in our life once started as an idea. Everything you're looking at was once an idea in someone's head, right? I think I've made this example 
on the podcast before, but I, like every other podcaster on earth, I have a Blue Yeti mic that I'm talking into right now. Someone designed this mic. Someone had the idea to start this company. Same could be said for literally everything around me. Someone had to design it. Teams of people had to create it. Everything was once an idea in someone's head, and now it's made manifest. This Blue Yeti mic is here made manifest in front of me because it started out as an abstract idea. Things like this bring to mind the stories of, you know, the young entrepreneur or whatever who woke up from a dream and decided that they wanted to start this business or invent this thing. And at the time, it sounded crazy, but now they're like a multimillionaire because of this one crazy idea that they had after a dream or whatever the thing is. And those are incredible stories and they have their place. But on a micro level, this is the process of you having an abstract idea, a vision, an intention, and then asking yourself, how can I create it? Now, I think the way that it's been corrupted by New Age probably would like the perpetuation of the uh, teachings of the, the secret. <laughs> I understand that the secret is like a lot of people's entry point and I think it probably was mine on some level too. I remember when I was a teenager my mom bought it um, and I think that it has its place in the sense that it kind of gets you watching your thoughts but you can't just like I don't think you can just think your way off into a bubble and make massive things happen by just thinking your way off into a bubble. <laughs> But hey, you know what? You know me by now. You've been listening to this podcast. I'm a skeptic. I'm a pessimist. I'm <laughs> it's a miracle that I'm even in the spiritual realm at all uh, with the kind of person I am. So maybe that's just me. But I think it's been sort of corrupted by New Age in the sense that people use the word manifestation as a synonym for miracle, you know, for something that just kind of like boop popped in like I thought of it and and there it was all beautiful and perfect for me when in reality at least my experience is that it's not that it's an entirely unmystical process there's a lot of real world practicality and there's a lot of action that goes into bringing something to fruition to creating the life that you want to creating the vision of what you want there is a lot of practical real world things but also in my experience once you start that process of integrating the practical real world things, once you start taking the action and aligning your mind and aligning, you know, your spirit, so to speak, it does feel like some weird thing kicks in where I don't, it, it's like a flow. There's a sense of flow where it feels like things get easier. And I don't know if it gets easier because you're living more in your truth and your authenticity because you're doing what you want to do. Or does it get easier because you're in this strange co-creation process with whatever, you know, the mysterious X factor is. I always say mysterious X factor, and I think I have to credit that term to Joanna DeVoe. She always uses that term for God or, you know, whatever God is. She always says mysterious X factor, and I realize that I say it all the time now, so props to Joanna DeVoe. Go listen to her podcast. She's rebranding. I'm super excited. Okay, back to the topic. <laughs> I'll link her below so you can check her out. So we're going to start where we always start. I recently got sent a message and <laughs> called me a dictionary witch because I always start a word witch or something like that because I start every podcast with a definition. But I just feel like that's such a good place to start to 
think of a word or a concept in the way that everyone popularly defines it and then to sort of break it down into what does it mean for you, right? That's what we do on this podcast and in the possibility department. It's all about what does it mean for me? What does it work? How What works for me with my brain, my body, my experiences, my life, my lifestyle? How can I make things work for me? And the same can be said for manifestation and we're going to get to that here in a sec. But according to Oxford Languages, uh, manifestation is an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea. So if you think of this, you can break this down into what has been made manifest in your life, right? If you have a relationship or a friendship where you're both leaving a lot of things unsaid, they annoy you, you don't say anything, you annoy them, they don't say anything. That abstract thing, that abstract thought that you're both having of being annoyed with the other person, of not really enjoying the relationship or the way that it's going, it's abstract, it's in your mind up until the moment that it makes itself manifest where one of you blows up (laughs) or you end up in a confrontation or an argument that you didn't want, it's going to manifest itself somehow. Uh, For me, I used to, in my early 20s, have a terrible habit of not taking care of myself, not feeding myself, um, pumping my body with so much caffeine, so much coffee, so many energy drinks, and then not eating, and then working like 16-hour shifts, and that made itself manifest with the fact that I constantly felt bad, and I got sick really, really easily, really intensely sick really easily. And so I'm talking about this from a logical real world perspective of what is made manifest. I'm not talking about the people who say that we manifest diseases. I I don't believe that. I think that's absolute bull. <laughs> that is absolute bull. I don't think that we manifest random illness or random tragedy or things that come upon us. I think that's just chaos. What I'm talking about here is when there's the direct correlation of I was treating my body like trash and then felt super surprised when I felt like trash and when I got sick really easily. Of course I got sick really easily. I mean, my immune system was hanging by a thread. I barely ever fed myself and all that was ever in my was ever in my stomach was like cold brew and monsters, you know? Have you ever tasted a monster? Have you ever had a monster energy drink? It's like nothing but sugar and adrenaline and I was living off that. <laughs> that made itself manifest in my body pretty quickly. So in these two examples, you know, the thoughts and actions of not addressing things in a relationship and just letting it go under the rug or the thoughts and actions of not making my health or myself a priority, those thoughts and actions made themselves manifest in those examples, right? It's going to manifest itself. The thoughts and actions of your life are going to make themselves manifest by default. So this is where the phrase of like, thoughts become things, you know, it's a popular thing in New Age. Uh, That's where that phrase sort of does hold some truth. I don't think that thoughts become things in the sense that if I sit here for five minutes and think of Prada, you know, Prada is not going to magically appear. That's a terrible... I always use examples of, like, (laughs) really expensive things because I feel like that is what a lot of, like, new agey people are trying to manifest in that sphere, right? It's like, how can I manifest really expensive things? I don't really give a shit about Prada, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> but I can't sit here for five minutes and think of Prada shoes and then have Prada shoes appear. But what is true is that if I have thought patterns or behaviors that those thought patterns and behaviors, they're going to make themselves manifest in my life. That's a given. That's, I would venture to say that that's just science, right? That's just, that's like behavioral psychology. It's going to play out in real life. And so I like thinking of things as like input output. You know what I mean? What is the input and what is the output? And so when it comes to manifestation, even though I don't really like using that word, I usually use the word fruition now or creation. When it comes to sort of like the conscious creation, it's about thinking of what is the input because you're going to quote manifest no matter what. I talked about this in the last podcast, Drops of Divinity, that humans are constantly creating. We create all day. We're creating things all day. We're creating experiences for the people around us. We're creating memories. We're creating plans. We're creating parties. We're creating conversations. We're creating new ideas. We're, we're amping up old ideas. Like we're always creating. You are in a constant state of creation. When you go to your fridge and you make your sandwich, you created something. We're constantly, constantly, constantly creating. And those creations have effects in our lives, even though they're small. They have effects in our lives. I guess what I'm saying here is that you're constantly, quote, manifesting, unquote, anyways. You're constantly harvesting results. You are constantly, every single day, every single moment, you are harvesting the results of your thoughts, of your feelings, of your actions, of your behaviors. You're always harvesting results. And those results are obviously influenced by, again, the big chaos stick, the things that we can't control. But there are slivers of control that we have over our lives as well. And you're harvesting the results of those constantly. You have the input of your thoughts. You have the input of your feelings, of your emotions. You have the input of the behaviors that you're partaking in, the actions that you're taking, the things that you're saying to yourself, your inner dialogue. All of that is input and it gives you a certain output all the time, every day. And so I guess the way I like to see manifestation or creation or fruition or conscious creation or whatever is how can I change the input? I don't like the output that I'm getting right now. So if I want a different output, then I need a different input. Going back to basic math here, right? See? See? Magic is mathematical. And the thing is, is viewing things in this lens of input-output, it can work in a very practical way for you know, maybe like your bigger life vision, the way you want to feel every day or like a big goal that you have. And it can also work for, you know, maybe you do really want the Prada purse, you know, maybe that's like the intention that you're setting. So what's the input that you need to get the Prada purse? You know, I mean, I don't know, maybe you need to mark it on Poshmark and see if Poshmark will send you notifications for when pops up. Maybe you need to start a savings fund that you put, I don't know, $45, $50 into every month or whatever until X amount of months you can get the purse. And that that's not magical. That's not mystical, right? But it's like there's this thing that happens when you take the practical action of taking responsibility for like, I'm not going to wait for Tinkerbell to just fall from the sky and to grant me a wish and for this thing to appear. No, I'm going to make the plan to actually create it, to bring it to fruition, to bring it into my life. It's something that doesn't exist in my life and I want to make it exist. It's the output that I desire. And so what is the input that I need to put in? And with that input, you put in the real world practical action. And then also 
If you're a spiritually minded person, the spiritual stuff. If you're not a spiritually minded person, then maybe you don't need this part and some people don't and I think that's great and awesome and amazing. But if you are a spiritual person, you might do meditations that will help you with this. You might do journaling to make yourself believe that it's okay for you to have nice things, that it's okay for you to want the expensive purse, etc, etc. This is where things like visualization, meditation, affirmation, they work as aids along your journey to sort of get you where you want to go. There's something cool about saying enough. I'm not going to wait for some godlike force to swoop in and save me. I'm going to make a plan to actually make this happen. But also pairing that with whatever is the spiritual template that works for you. You know what I mean? I'm going to pray. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to visualize. I'm going to let myself know that it's safe to want this, that it's okay to want this. I'm going to work through with the parts of myself that say that I can't have this, that I'm not worthy of it, that I'm not good enough. Like that's where the spiritual stuff comes in. And to me, my experience, this is a personal experience. I'm not saying that it's everyone's or prescribing it to everyone everywhere. But to me, when those two things are paired, when the real world stuff and the spirituality of it is paired, it feels like you enter into this kind of flow where you're being supported somehow. And I, I don't know if that's divinity or if it's your own subconscious mind or, but it feels like things join your side and on some level, you're creating that, you know, because you're going around your life and you're you're creating systems that are going to support you to get where you need to go. So I guess on some level, you're creating it, but it does have a very mystical feeling to it. It has, it, it feels like the song Walking on Sunshine, you know, I'm walking on sunshine, oh, <laughs> because it's this, especially when you're working towards something big, you know, I mean... I I might have talked about this in a podcast recently, but I've I've been having these moments where uh you know, I'll be laying in bed on a Wednesday drinking my coffee and remembering that like, you know, a couple years ago this this is what I wanted. Like this is the kind of freedom that I wanted and and here I am 11am on a Wednesday drinking coffee in bed and reading a book and my life very strongly resembles that which I envisioned. If you listen to the last podcast, you know that I'm about to run another live run of the Get Your Shit Together with the Pentacle program, which is a conscious creation program. We set the vision or the intention and then we sort of work our way backward. What's the input that we need to put in to get this output, right? And we do that in a very structured way, also paired with spirituality. And the first time I ran that was in 2020. And at the time, my intention for the program, because I was doing it live with everyone else, was that I wanted to quit my full-time job, which I did. And I remember I prompted us to do an exercise where you sort of envision your day-to-day, -day, um, the day-to-day the, the day -day life that you want to have post the program, right? Like, after the program's over, like, what do you want your day to look like? And my day looks like what I envisioned, but not in the way that I imagined it being, if that makes sense, which I feel like people who tell, quote, manifestation stories, they they always have, like, a twist like this. Um, but I, I think I might have even shared in one of the audios, which the old audio is not going to be available this year because I'm, I'm releasing all new content. So if I'm referencing old content for the program, 
you're not going to get that content this year. I'm releasing all new content this year. It's going to be great. It's going to be concise. It's going to be digestible week by week. I'm excited about it. But I remember as we were doing the program, I was creating it live and doing it live with the group. And I had this intention of, you know, quitting my full-time job. And I had this vision of what I wanted my day-to-day to look like. And I essentially... I knew I wanted to get up really early, like 4 or 5 a.m., because throughout my life I've had jobs that have required me to wake up that early, and I love being up that early. I love the silence of the world that early. Um, So I wanted to wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. I wanted to get exercise in during that time because I know that I'm someone who needs exercise, and I had this intention of quitting my full-time job, right, which had this physical element to it. And I knew that if I was working from home, I would have to have some physical element because I'm someone who gets really tense and I need exercise to let go of that tension. I just know that. And so I'm envisioning, you know, this is me in 2020 envisioning what I want my day-to-day to look like. And I want to be waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. I want to have a really good sleep schedule. I want to be exercising really early in the morning, you know, like getting a lot of activity in, whether that's like running or, you know, getting in like a really intense workout or just walking maybe for like an hour or two. Um, But I knew that I really wanted to get a big block of activity in. Um, And so in my vision, you know, like by 10 a.m. I would be like taking a shower, eating my brunch. I would look at my I would look at my calendar and see if I have any calls scheduled that day. Um, And then the day would be mine. Right. If I wanted to spend two hours working on the possibility department, I'd do that. If I wanted to spend five hours working on the possibility department, I'd do that. And that is what my day looks like now. That's exactly what my day looks like. Except the difference is that instead of waking up with my own willpower at 4 a.m. and working out, I got a very low stakes, low responsibility, part-time physical labor job from the hours of 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. specifically, and I do that four times a week. And so that is what worked for me in so many senses because I think it was baked into my intention that I wanted to be able to choose how much I work on the possibility department. I wanted to be able to choose like this month I'm really not feeling it. (laughs) I just want to like put in, you know, the content that I'm going to make and I don't want to focus on growth or promotion or, or bringing in more money or whatever the thing is. That was part of my intention, right? That I wanted to choose if I'm going to work two hours or five hours or whatever the thing is. And so what ended up happening is I ended up getting this part-time job that gets me up early, gets me up at 4 a.m. I go in, I put in my little headphones, I listen to music, I break a sweat, I get paid to do it. (laughs) And then I come home at 10.30 a.m. By 10.30 a.m. I'm home and I take my shower I eat my brunch, I look at my calendar, I see if I have any one-on-one calls, and then the day is mine. And I have the freedom to either work two hours or five hours because I also have backup income from a very low-stakes part-time job that I get to work out at. So I share this because conscious creation, I think, is not a stagnant thing. It's not pressing the same button over and over again, but It's this constant 
tweaking and moving with the energy and rolling with the punches. There's this delicate balance of the free will and what you want or what you think you want and also this weird dance where life will kind of show you that maybe that wasn't exactly what you wanted, so here's an opportunity to tweak it. It's a process that I guess you can say is co-creative. I don't know what we're co-creating with. I don't know who or what that is, but it's so worth it. It's so so, 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 so worth it. Five or six years ago, I was working myself to death at a dead-end job and my relationship was falling apart and I hated my life and I never did anything fun and I never had time to myself and I love spirituality but had no time to dive into it and uh, I get to do nothing but talk about spirituality now. I mean, I have a podcast. Yesterday, I went to Barnes & Noble and I bought a book and I started reading it and I loved it. And I thought to myself, oh, I should invite her onto my podcast. She's been onto some smaller podcasts before. I could invite her on. And it was just like this aha moment of like, how cool is it that I just went to Barnes & Noble, bought a book, and I can ask that author onto my podcast that I have this, this, this platform, that I'm able to make my own time, that I'm able to... But this is like years, right? This is, this is years in the making and I'm not done yet and there's still a lot of things that I want to do. But I guess what I'm saying is that the process of conscious creation is a beautiful, beautiful path to walk and it requires patience, which is so hard for me because I'm an Aries. <laughs> Uh, I don't like being patient, but it's it's such a beautiful way to go about life. It is small incremental change. Chant it with me. Small incremental change. <laughs> it's so powerful. When I decided I wanted to start a business, I really just wanted to wake up the next day and have everything be successful, but I didn't have any of the structures or the know-how for any of that to have stayed or to have held or to have stuck. I, I didn't have any of the lessons that I have now. And sometimes you learn the lessons through the manifestation, right? I thought I was going to wake up at the butt crack of dawn and work out and realize that like, I'm not that kind of person, or at least I'm not that kind of person now, right? Like working with yourself where you're at, what's going to work for you? Not for anyone else's outside perception of you, but for you, who you are, what you like, your lifestyle. Does it feel good? Does it feel good? Does your life feel good? Then there it is. That's what you're meant to, to quote, manifest. That's what you're meant to create. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. A little loopy, a little metaphysical. Let me say this. I, I see this as a very grounded process that is enhanced, sped up, and made more fun by the addition of spirituality, right? Because there's elements of this that is just literal goal setting. It's setting a goal and figure out how how am I going to get there, you know? But I feel like the, the pairing of the methodologies makes it such a beautiful, juicy, creative, wonderful, human, messy, unexpected process that is filled with the best kinds of twists and turns and things coming to life that you didn't even notice came to life because you're you're so in the flow of the moment that you kind of just like wake up and you're like, oh, I wanted this three years ago. I wanted 
to, to be this way or to have this thing or to have this pattern or to think this way or to have this time to myself or whatever the thing is. It's so beautiful to wake up and to have those moments. And I, f I feel like it's a direct result of this conscious creation. And again, I want to make it very clear that we are influenced by chaotic events in our lives. There's a lot of things that we can't control. We get hit with the chaos stick, we get hit with tragedy, and those things are beyond our control and there's really nothing we can do about them. And sometimes they set us back incredibly, which is why I would say that a lot of times the process takes time. It takes, it takes time because we live in an unpredictable world with unpredictable chaos and things happen to us that are not our fault and that we did not plan for. But I think this, this idea is about trying as much as you possibly can, as much as you can to focus on the little things that you can control, the micro movements, the micro action, the slow and incremental change. And before you know it, you look back and you realize that You've done so much and that you're living out some of the things that you wanted. And so with that, uh, I think I'm going to leave it there. If this is something that interests you, if you want to work on this, I cannot stress enough. Please join us on my Patreon on level 2.5. Uh, the $10 level has closed, so you can no longer get that price, but you can join level 2.5 for $15 a month and you will get access to the live program we're going to be doing together. It's called Get Your Shit Together with the Pentacle. We are using the template of the Pentacle and the Witch's Pyramid, the powers of the Sphinx, Elemental Manifesting. This method has so many different names, <laughs> but it's essentially a method in which we are going to align all of the areas of our life with the vision that we have. So we're going to set that vision and then we're going to work our way backwards. We're going to look at each area of our life and ask if that area of our life is supporting us so that we can create a reality, a life that is meant to hold and house that vision. So I'm recording this on March 6, 2022. On March, let me look at my calendar here. On Thursday, March 10th, at 8 p.m. CST, we are going to have our first live call. It's the choose your intention call. It's going to be unrecorded. It's going to be a share circle where we're going to talk about the intentions that we're choosing for the program or the visions or the general like core feelings, just what we want to have by the end of the program. And we're going to talk with each other, help each other through to brainstorm some things. Maybe if some people are still feeling a little frustrated or flustered, the intros for this program are already uploaded. So you could go in right now and start the intros. In fact, I would recommend it if you want to come on our call on the 10th. But I can't cannot stress enough that if you're interested in this, if this piqued your interest, if you're wanting to think of conscious creation in a very practical way without depending on, you know, some wild external force to just drop from the heavens and give you everything that you've ever wanted, then I would encourage you to join this with us. We're going to be going week by week. We're going to start with uh, the earth element on the 14th, I believe. Um, and every week we're going to take a little area of life, a little sliver of life, and we're going to slowly but surely align all the slivers of your life with your vision or your intention, you know, so are your schedules supporting your intention? Are your self-care routines, your self-love, is that supporting your intention? Are your communication skills supporting your intention? Your boundaries, is that supporting your intention? Your space, your home, is that supporting your intention? Your relationship with your energy levels or your body, kind of like my example of just feeding myself monsters, right? That's not supporting anyone's intention. 
So we're going to go through all of these different areas and ask, is this supporting my intention? There's going to be meditations along the way. There's going to be little tips and tricks of some mystical things that you can do if that's something that helps you. There's going to be journaling prompts that help you to hopefully get through some of the things that make us think that we can't do it or that we don't deserve it or blah, 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 all that bullshit we tell ourselves all the time. Um, and there's going to be live calls every single month. I cannot stress enough that I... Uh, I, I, I don't like to give a blanket statement, but I, I would be really surprised to see if you found better value somewhere else. Truly, truly, I would. It's $15 a month. You can cancel any time. You can do this live. I mean, $15 a month and getting live calls is like a massive value. It's a five-month program. It's going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of content. And then on top of that, that's not even counting the stuff that you already get in that Patreon tier. Access to the entire meditation library that has affirmation tracks, tracks that are meant to be listened to on the go, little resets that you can listen to. That has over 60 tracks and counting. It grows by two tracks every single month. You get access to all of my private podcasts on Patreon. You get access to all of the workshops that I've ever done, the pre-recorded workshops. That includes creating an astral altar, tea leaf reading, sigil making, pendulum use, intention analysis, cleansing your space, etc, etc. There's, there's just, there's, there's a lot in there. So I would recommend you try to come in before the 10th so you can be on that intro call. Again, it's unrecorded, so it's a safe space where we can just sort of meet each other. It's not going to be going anywhere on the internet, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, so I would encourage you to try to get in before the 10th. Um, if you don't, that's okay. We start the first pillar of the earth element on the 14th. So by that time, you hopefully have already done the intros, but you could probably hop in at any point in March. You'll just have some catching up to do, uh, kind of a lot of catching up to do, because by that time, we're going to be a little far. So try to get in now. Try to get in as soon as possible. Get in, get those intros, hop into the discord, introduce yourself. I would love to meet you. When you come in, I send you like a little video just to say hi. So I would love to see you there. I would love for us to create something cool together this year. And I can't wait. I can't wait, man. <laughs> so, um, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting the possibility department. Every damn day, I thank my lucky stars for you and stay mysterious. <laughs>